1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Team Never Quit podcast. Thank you guys for listening, watching, most importantly, subscribing. Hey, listen, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on YouTube because we're about to drop a bunch of new video content, especially a secret project we have in the works right now here at Tnq headquarters. So uh, I've got a Patreon question for you guys, all right? Riley asks, do you go to a mental happy place when you're uncomfortable or in pain? And if so, where's that mental place? Where's that mental happy place?
2: Oh no! I stay in the moment. I embrace the suck, and the pain. I don't. I don't. I don't like leaving.
0: So uh, there's a book, the book of five rings. It talks about making your your martial arts mentality, your fighter mentality, be your civilian mentality and your civilian mentality, and vice versa. So as your happy place will change as the unhappy places that you visit. I mean, if it's the same one, you will find a way to choose some joy inside of it. And as you go through life, man, if you remember that and kind of. Like Morgan said, we learned to thrive in the chaos is because we've learned to create happiness in it. Yeah. It kind of moves, and as that moves together, you got to stay sharp in that life now because it'll eat you up. I mean, it will, but there's there's no place where you can't achieve that if you don't work. I mean, if you all you have to do is work hard enough and believe in yourself.
2: What about you, my What do you got?
3: I would agree with what you guys are saying. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've learned throughout my entire uh career in the NBA, which has been eight years, is I almost thrive in that moment more in the playoffs when I want somebody to get tired. I want shit to get tough because that's when I know that the, the, the mental edge will take over. Everybody in the NBA is gifted physically. It's it's up here. It's like Bob Knight said, I think it's mental is the physical is uh, four is the one. So it's, you know, that's when I'm ready to thrive. So, and, and plus when you go through pain in your life, you know, even away from basketball for me, that allows me to excel later in life because now I have a certain threshold for understanding. Yeah, there's a bar. Yep. Yeah.
0: And the only way you can achieve that is to get into the situation.
3: 100%. So I mean, if you're kind of,
0: if you're talking about it and avoiding it, man, then it's it's probably you know it's gonna go down.
3: Absolutely.
2: I, think I heard a catchphrase the other day, and I've heard it. It's been a while since I heard you guys probably know this one, but I I, I, I it, it came back up to the front side. And uh, I forget, I can't even remember who said get comfortable being uncomfortable and you'll be just fine. Yeah. I was
3: like,
1: Absolutely.
2: I'm getting that tattooed somewhere.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Andrew. Well, we've got somebody great for you guys in store. Hey, if you want to ask your question to the guest, to the host, make sure to join us, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We've got a great guest in store today. Myers Leonard is an American NBA player for the Miami Heat. He is a co-founder of Level Foods, a company that makes and sells protein bars. Hey, Myers, welcome to the show, man!
3: I greatly appreciate you guys having me on. I am super excited for this. Um, I've, I've followed both of these guys for many years, and and the podcast as well. So, uh, I was, I've, I, I've done my research and looked through, obviously the uh, the guests. So, to say the least, it is it's an honor to be here. And once again, thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, yeah we got hey, a classified man. file on you, man. You are now part of it. Yeah, this is the interview process. Welcome to the
1: <laughs> welcome to it. Appreciate it. So why don't you take us back to how you got your start in the NBA? Because obviously there's a huge story to that, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, everybody thinks, hey, you play the NBA, you must, be, you must have been born that way. Yeah. They never understand the struggle or what it goes through to oh, become oh something man. like you are.
0: And it's a big deal from the type of people who like watching the end, end result, like what you've become. That's the highlight, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's where it's at. And then you'll have mm-hmm. that group of people who are like, man, I want to do that. And yep. and that's kind of was I mean that's the ones you want to reach around and t- and talk to because they're like hey I no question because when going down that path they actually have somebody to look to that's the coolest part about what what you do and what a lot of what you especially under the pressure y'all on the camera everyone watching mm-hmm. so
3: give it to us buddy yeah sure so I would just start by saying that you know I mentioned earlier you know the type of people you know Rob O'Neill Mike Day you know the full list of people that you guys have had on. And I would say, again, I'm humbled to be here, but I'm thankful that I feel relatable. I think that even though I'm seven feet and I play in the NBA, I'm just a normal blue-collar dude who's been through the struggle um, on and off the basketball floor, and it's really built me into the man that I am today. So I'll take you back to my childhood a little bit. Uh, when I was six years old, my father passed, uh, leaving behind my brother and, and my mom and I. And so times were tough. I mean, we we did. We slept on the on the hardwood floor with blankets no electricity no running water so i know that i knew this suck when i was younger and you know it, when you're young you don't exactly know because you're not providing but i would say that even from an early age i knew that the two things that would help get me by no matter what were my character and being a good person and my work ethic so that was just how i carried myself every single day i was a good student i worked hard uh, i respected everybody you know i love sports i love being a part of a team and obviously that, that correlates to you guys. You know, it's always team first mentality. You know, obviously the SEALs and, and many other people in many other professions are very, very talented and they're there for a reason, but they all, they've they also put the work in. And a lot of times it's it's selflessness. It's how can I help the team? Because then in return, normally you're going to perform well and, and be locked in and ready to go. So that, that was from an early age. And, you know, I, I started to try to choose my sports. Uh, I ended up going into baseball and basketball specifically. And I remember after my freshman year of basketball, I was six four and probably one hundred and seventy five pounds, maybe soaking wet. Like I was tall and mm-hmm, thin, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't play one minute, one minute of varsity basketball. I mean, I'm six four from a small town, like that, that. should do right, but I didn't play one single minute. And I remember bawling my eyes out in our in our home uh, basketball gym there to our athletic trainer, who had actually played college basketball. And I said, "Man, I can't take this anymore." I didn't play. I'm upset. I'm, I'm going to baseball this season, and I'm, I'm giving up basketball. I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. He pretty well looked at me like I was absolutely out of my mind, and that he was going to take me under 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 his wing. Uh, about you know five six months later, I had grown all the way to six ten. Don't tell me. Don't ask me how. Uh, my knees and low back hurt like hell for those months, and and moving forward up until I got to seven feet. Uh, but. Then all of a sudden, I was on the AAU circuit. I was starting for our high school team. Uh, by the end of my senior year, we won a state championship. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy the, the grind that it took. You know, I, I was in the gym every single night, literally every night, and I was trying to lift and eat, eat as many calories <laughs> as I possibly could to try to keep some weight on. Um, along with the state championship, I ended up uh, getting a Division one scholarship to many different places, but I, I chose to stay home. Uh, loyalty kind of runs in my blood. So I wanted to go to University of Illinois. Um, man, I feel like I could keep, keep talking. Keep, keep going. Go with it. That's what it's for. People <laughs> okay. fa- believe it or not, people are fascinated by this. Yeah. Okay. So it, it it was, I mean, it was treacherous, man. So I I wanted to quit basketball in high school, then I didn't. All of a sudden, now I'm, you know, starting and win a state championship and get a scholarship. I get to college and don't play a lick. Um, it, I played something like, Nine minutes averaged two points and one rebound, something completely ridiculous like that after being a very highly recruited high school player. So once again, I walked to my coach's office, similar to my freshman year high school. Uh, it's my freshman year in college. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm good to go. Don't play, not any minutes. And uh, I wonder myself, like, where the, what the hell am I going to do? And he says to me, hey, I'm on the board of the USA Basketball Committee, I want you to try out for the under nineteen team to represent the United States of America. Which, by the way, we'll get into this. I'm sure at some point. Like my brother's United States Marine Corps. You know, I'm. I'm. I feel like you know, America. Like <laughs> runs in my blood. You know, the opportunity to play. It with does. USA. Yeah, exactly. It does. USA. It USA does. on my chest. Like I'm thinking to myself. I told him, I'm not good enough. I don't want to try out. I'm. I'm not comfortable doing that. Because that's no, no. the coolest uniform of all. Exactly right. That. Uh,
0: out, of all of, out of ours, out of everyone the, that walks around the country, I mean, that one's the, that's the deal. Because everybody's exactly right. rooting for your ass on that one.
3: when I thought about it and I I said, okay, fine, let me think about it for a day. And and I finally said, okay, I'm going to train as hard as I ever have. And I'm going to go try out for the USA team. Long story short, I ended up making the team. Um, we went over to Lithuania and Latvia. i played very well the very next season, just like my sophomore season in high school, my sophomore season in college, I dominated. Um, I was in unbelievable shape, like the amount of work again, so many college athletes, uh, you know, whomever I'm talking to, it's a high school or college athlete. Once I get to the NBA stuff, it is truly about the work. So many people get this, um, confused. Like so many guys were out partying and doing this and that talking about the NBA. I was like, "Uh huh, I'm trying to make this USA team. And then eventually go to the NBA. Like it's, it's all right there in the work that you have to put it in. So, um, I ended up being a lottery pick after my sophomore season uh at University of Illinois. I, I went number eleven to the Portland Trailblazers. Here I'm a young t- you know 20-year-old trying to figure out life. You know, I uh I met my, my wife now uh during that sophomore season. She's been probably definitely is the biggest blessing on my life. And man, that so that was crazy. I, I went yeah, what's through, that like? What's I was that, gonna that, say? What that, is it man, like what...
2: college broke ass college student? Cause we, we know the deal <laughs> on that. Uh-huh. To at 20 you said at 20 20 and then then you're a, a millionaire on the main stage what that's got to be all at the same time the coolest scariest
0: yeah is it different unknown. walking into the show uh, like when you go up to the nba court because you're playing on college tv i mean you, you know mm-hmm. that everybody's kind of watching right but sure. i mean can you you can feel there's a there's a pressure difference right or is there not no
3: no question there is oh. I, you know, no question no 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 question I, you know, in college, I was still the tallest, the most athletic, you know, all those things, and it was still a struggle. Like shit was still hard. But now, 20 years old, I'm dropped in Portland, Oregon. Like th- there couldn't be a bigger difference from Robinson, Illinois, a small farming community where I'm from, to uh, excuse me, to Portland, Oregon. Right. So, so I mean, the grind was real. It, it truly was. I went through a, oh, so many ups and downs. Like I, I was trying to figure out how to become the best. NBA player I could be, you know, I was, I was working on getting married. Like I went through a lot of shit in Portland, Portland. Yeah. Way and- to throw
0: those things together.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Don't make it easy <laughs> on yourself. Married, but
0: that's hard, man.
3: <laughs> no, no, it is. Like <laughs> it, that's the reality. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm just a normal guy. Like I go through real people shit. Right. And so I, I hope that people hear that and they know that no matter how much money you make, no matter what your profession is, no matter where you're from, what you're None of that matters. Everybody goes through real-life yeah, problems. Yeah, to do no no no, 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 no,
0: no. So I think I've noticed that that's the, that's the difference. Like, when we all go through, people feel sorry for you, but when the money comes, like, oh, they got money, but they, you know, suck it up. <laughs> I mean, they don't. They think that that fixes something. It doesn't. You should, I it mean, does. everything's kind of, we were talking about this the other day, man. Um, you know why money is the shape of the way it is? It's not triangular Mm -hmm. or circular or anything. I I have no idea. I just thought it kind of looks like a brick because it folds well. Mm -hmm. Right. It looks like a brick. And the more of those bricks you stack around you, or the more people see those, they have to work their way through that before they even get to the real you. And most people don't even want to see that. That's how you know the difference is somebody wants to come hang out with you, no matter what you're doing, or they, they, they come up and need something from you.
3: Amen to that. That's, that's, I mean, again, it's a juggling act. Like, Exactly what you're talking about. Is this person trying to be my friend, or that they want something from me? You know, I, I I think back on all the relationships that I've shed from my life, the ones that I've kept around. Like, there's not many real relationships. I'm I'm sure both of you know that. You got your family, you know, you got some close oh, friends, but we like, get you're not the, always yeah. sure sh- what, what what people's intentions are, man. And that shit is hard, especially as a youngster. You we know, got I'm, the
2: same crew. We've been hanging out with since junior high.
3: Yeah, yeah. Some, 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 some since kindergarten. We're all still together. What's
0: it like? So in the teams, when we were going along, if some guy went to a different platoon or you're like, like, like getting shit to do a different team or you get hurt yeah. and you pull yeah. off the line, I mean, guys just don't talk to you. Yeah. That's the, it's nothing personal, man. It's just like the, 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 this guy, the train's going this way, and, and if you mm-hmm. got to step off for any second, it, it's, t- mm-hmm. it's tough to stay in that momentum. It just absolutely is. And even, I mean, when you would switch from one team to the other, you still keep in touch with some of those guys? or That, that takes up all of your time, right? Because when you're yeah, off, it- then it's the wife.
3: Yeah. 100%. That's, that's like balancing real life versus NBA life. And so like, yeah, when I'm away from basketball, I'm a homebody, man. I'm with my wife. I'm with my dog. I'm hanging out, you know, recovering and do whatever I need. And then when it's, when it's go time, when I'm between the lines, it's like ultra focused. So yeah, it, things change. You know, I spent seven years, my first seven years of my career in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and then this last year we went to the finals with the Miami heat and I started every game up until I got hurt. So I'll make a couple points about that in my fifth season. Uh, in Portland, it, it was by far the hardest year of my life and by far the hardest year of my career. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of internal medicine issues. Uh, I dealt with uh, pretty severe depression and anxiety. And it, it, it's like you were talking about just a second ago, It's like people think we're almost like robots, man. I'm seven feet. I'm big and strong. You know, I got, a, I got millions of dollars. I drive nice cars. I do cool things. I'm still a normal human being, man. Like I, I was going through it. That shit was hard, but I honestly, I just counted on, uh, the, the the work every day uh my family and my wife you know to the people i trusted around me to help me get through this time and basically who i was also any day that i walked through those damn doors there was two things no one would ever questioned about me and they never will that's my character and my work ethic and that's just I, I never have ever allowed that to to leave who i am and what people see in me and i i'm hopeful that that's what people see and so that fifth year was tough, man. But, but now, like we said earlier, I have a certain threshold for, you know, what I can deal with in my life and just be able to keep moving with it and, and it, it not be a problem. So um, this year, this year was awesome, man. We, like I said, we went to the finals. I started every game up until I had a, a like you just mentioned, like injury. Now, now all of a sudden you're kind of removed from everything. Like COVID, I, I had my injury and then COVID hit. And I, they basically said I should have fractured my leg. I, you know, I, I had a lot of bullshit going on with my ankle, but you know what? I, I stayed ready, man. And that's what I was, that's what I'm most proud of.
2: Most a lot of people have a little, it's great to hear you say this because a lot of people have, when they, they, either, if they do get sick, they are dep- depression, anxiety. If, if it's some sort of emotional problem or they get a physical injury, they'll just spiral out of control down the rabbit hole and never, never recover. And it's good yeah. to hear you say, even at your level and that you have real people problems. I got shit going on that oh, yeah. It's the fight, it's the grind. Yeah, you you know never quit, right? I mean, that's that's that, that's exactly. our mantra here. Yeah. And I'm glad you I'm glad you put that on the air because people need to hear that.
3: Yeah.
0: I think when you get money that that, that pulls away the problems that you have. Like we're all born, then we all have the yeah. same problems. And then the more right. you go through life, the more you pull in and being famous and a pro basketball player comes with its own lifestyle. Like yep. The minute you get set in there, it, it doesn't matter. Who, if you got that pro basket, that title behind you, everything comes with that.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the good and the bad. You know what I'm talking about? It's just like, it's like one fraternity, bigger, however you want to slice it, it's oh, its own thing. It's a living thing because we love it, and we, you know, we watch yeah. it and how it plays yeah. out. I mean, it does. It, and the reason people kind of clamor towards it is because you guys are going through some problems that they're not.
3: <laughs> exactly you know right.
0: what I mean they don't have those problems and they look at them as not not being a big issue but sometimes it is man it's a lot of weight to carry that's
3: what it I is love. it is a lot of again it, it's a multitude of things it is destroyed money has single-handedly destroyed a lot of relationships in my life a lot of close relationships by the way and I've dealt with that as a man I've you know I've kind of found a way to compartmentalize those issues that way I can you know take care of my family and, and, and the people who, who really matter and my career I cannot believe I forgot this part. Uh, I went through that year, and, and this is one of the most important parts of, I think, personally, my career. Um, I went through that fifth year, and I decided, all right, I got to, I got to change some things up. So I went to Los Angeles instead of staying in Portland. I went to Los Angeles for that that sixth summer of training, and it, I was like psychotic with it. You know, I've always felt like I've worked pretty hard, but I took it to a completely different level. I hired a sports psychologist. I had like bodywork people, nutrition, I mean nutritionists, you name it. I was doing everything. Um, working out two and three times a day for like six out of seven days for the week for three straight months. I came back for that sixth season, played well, but didn't I I I had dug a hole in Portland. So again, a lot of people put in the work behind the scenes and they're not reaping the benefits right away. It's okay. That's what happens. Like you gotta keep going. It's like this like again, it seems, you know, for this podcast, like never quit. Now my seventh season, all of a sudden, I get one opportunity. It's at the end, it's at the very end of the season. I had gotten spot minutes throughout the year, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, like when the hell am I going to get my opportunity? Well, at the trade deadline, we basically took another center, which told me Myers, you're not good enough to play for us in the playoffs. So the position that I was in at that point was either say screw you guys, I've given you seven years of hard work high character, good guy, good teammate, always, always there for others. And just say, screw it. I'm, I'm done working out. You know what? If you guys want to throw me in the game, fine. But, but the truth is I had something tell me deep inside my head and in my heart. It's like, you are going to get your goddamn opportunity and you better be ready. So this, this is at the trade deadline. Two months go by, we're into the playoffs all throughout those two months. I had done nothing but grind weights, conditioning, extra film, studying every scouting report for the chance that I get in that game. I better know every single thing that every single player on their team is going to do. I walk into my coach's office game three morning of the Western Conference finals. Mind you, I hadn't played in about three months at this point. He said he wanted to talk to me. I said, okay, what's up? Like, what could you possibly want from me? I haven't played. He said, you're starting tomorrow night in game three of the West Conference finals, uh, against the Golden State Warriors, who at that time, um, were I mean, it's like the dynasty. Yeah, yeah, right. The only thing I said to him was, "I'll be ready," and I walked out. I'm not sure if he expected that, but that's because I knew I had continually put in the work rather than say, "You know what? Screw this. I'm done. I'm not. I've had enough of this." Game three, I played very well, and then game four, my final game in Portland, we ended up getting swept, unfortunately. But I had 30 points, 12 rebounds, and like that is what completely changed my the entire. Uh, narrative about me in the NBA. Now all of a sudden my peers and the coaches in the entire league knew that I could play and I had waited for this one, well, two two moments really, but that game four is what did it for my NBA career. That's what allowed, allowed me to get traded to Miami. It's like, I could have quit. I, I At some point I wanted to quit, but I was like, dude, don't do it. Like it's been seven years, do not give in. And all of a sudden it was like national TV, I went from getting booed in that arena individually in that fifth season. <laughs>
1: awesome.
3: So, like, I'm not indi- laughing at you, bro. I'm just mad. It's just awesome. No, no, no. Seriously. Individually. Like, it was heartache, man. And and then they ended up – like, they're chanting my name. Like, it's polar opposites just because the simple fact that I was wasn't willing to give up. I wasn't going to fucking do it. Like, there was no chance I was giving up. And so, thankfully, that's what changed my career. And now here I am ready to sign another contract and, and, and you know, keep my career moving forward.
2: No finish line.
0: Yeah, you get you kind of get into it far enough where it transitions. Like, man, I didn't think about quitting. I just thought, you know, man, it sucks. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you make it all the way down the bottom to jump jump back up. It's like mm-hmm. once you make that lip on that on that roller coaster, man, you go back down <sighs> that valley, it's like I mean, you want to push back up and each time that just gets that rag gets wild and wild. And I, I've noticed sometimes like, oh, oh I'm going to get that, this guy to teach me how to eat the diet and I'm going to have this guy do my shakes and this guy do my workout. And I'm like, man, well, they're doing all that. I'm not. I'm just lifting what they're saying, right? So I remember mm-hmm. wh- when you stay hungry back in there, when you get like, all right, I remember what it took for me to get to this kind of po- spot. And sometimes it's good to clear all of that stuff out of your way and just remember why it is you're there in the first place. And harness, kind of harness that energy and and get it, get that smoldering back and get that fire going. Because once that does, man, the 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 power that you had that pushed you in the direction that you're in right now, it's it, that doesn't burn out. It, no, it, it, it just it gets shifted, right? And, and
3: whatever your next focus in is, where
0: that goes.
2: I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure the missus was on your shoulder every day, saying stay the course, too, right?
3: One hundred percent, man. She, I mean, she is my rock. You know, she she's written on on her website and everything, her personal experience, but not to get too much into it, but basically I would leave. And then as soon as I'm pulling up to that arena, I'm feeling all this anxiety. Like I got booed by this crowd, that's just my reality. That doesn't mean I'm soft. That means I'm telling you how I really felt. But when I would, she was always strong, man, whatever I needed, you got this Myers. You're good. When I would leave, that was her time to just let it go. I never knew by the way, I, I was so caught up in everything I had going on and so emotionally drained all the time that I didn't see my own wife was struggling because she was strong as shit. And when I left, that was her time to just let it out, cry, do whatever. And then what, guess what? When I got home, whether I played, I didn't play, the night she was there when I got booed by her fans, she was strong. Myers, you're going to be okay. It's like it blows my mind how, how strong my wife has been and how much she's just cared about me. She don't care about my money. She don't care about fame. She did not give a damn. We're college sweethearts. Like It's it's so far beyond that. And the fact that she was so strong to them through those hard times, man, it's unbelievable.
2: That's an amazing one. You married the right one. Yeah, that, we. I'd call go home. From, I, yeah, I'd call home from deployment. My son had just been born, and I had I had had to go on deployment and call home. If I got a chance to Skype, smile on her face. Come to find out, every time you hang up the phone, break down just the worst, having the worst time. I mean, but yeah. every time checking in, smile on her face, happy go lucky, and would not hang up. Ever, I had to hang up, and yeah, so yeah, you married the right one, but that's that's good. But a lot of people, you need somebody like that on your shoulder. You need somebody. Hey, it's, le- hey, it's you. lucky to get
0: a unicorn. I mean, no I, got, I got I caught one of them too. That's that's when you of know course. it's like I don't. What am I supposed to do? I'm Do whatever she tells me to do. What the hell you think? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the boss.
3: <laughs> that's it. But no, I you know one thing I love I love about the seals, man. I just got to tell you guys, I during that fifth season, uh, I, I was searching right, I, you know. I've always had this connection with the military. I'm like, okay, the seals, duh. They're the ones who can get through all this hard shit. They go through hell week. You know, they have all these, you know, different things they're doing that like the creed is just something I, I I use it as a caption every now and then on, on um, social media, because I just think it's so damn powerful. It's like, I'm, I'm going to be physically harder, you know, all these things. And that's what my team, my nation, you know, for you guys, you know, what, what was expected of you. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, it's just who is what our core being is. And that's, that's something I keep drawing perspective. And, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not military, but just, just wanted to mention that. Cause I just, it, it rings so true to me, you know, the, the team first mentality and just the willingness to never quit. I mean, you guys could attest to it. I'm sure you saw guys who were more physically gifted, you know, maybe in better shape, whatever during hell week, guess what? you guys made it through they those did. are the
2: ones that go Bro, usually, those are the ones that are I'll, crawl, I'll never be, when we came in the there the
0: first day and they have us all set down and this thing and they've sprayed us with water and you're kind of looking around at all the specimens that are there and this one dude I mean you, you kind of got in your head it's what you think gold should look like and what fool's gold when it's when it's sitting right next to it you know it's like <laughs> man what, what and this dude freaking yoked up I mean just looked like he could just run forever and I mean within about three minutes this joker was done yep. I mean just done Right. And it's the ones that kind of, well, the one difference between us when we graduated was our height was a little bit off and our weight was, you know, 170 to 190 or something like that. After you get in, mm-hmm. into the program, then that's when the weird stuff starts happening. But we all come out similar. We laugh. The reason they call it budge training is because, man, they jerk everything away from you, beat us to death every single day to your buddies, to your buddies. Because yeah. if, right. if we snatch everything away from you, you still got each other. You can build it back. You know what I mean? You can do whatever you want. And I, mm-hmm. we have say like the only easy day was yesterday. That's true. Yeah, I mean you don't have any idea if tomorrow's coming. Yesterday has gone. You leave a time remnant because it'll show back up, and then you kind mm-hmm. of you got your day, and you seize yeah. the hell out of that thing. No matter how you get put back in the game.
3: No question. Yeah, no I mean when
0: when one person's going like when y'all are in the team room and talk about when because you, you you're you when you start to go down, you get hurt or injured, you do, y'all, do your teammates still come up and talk to you or do they kind of stay away? Or does that, is that situational dependent? Cause they, there's no, oh. you know, the, the, whole superstition, like, man, he's hurt. I don't want to get that in my head. I mean, cause recovery is different than.
3: Sure. You know what? I would say that it depends, but for example, the, the heat are known for this Miami heat culture and, you know, like conditioning tests and, you know, it's more militaristic. You know, there's certain expectations. Like we do weight and body fat, Every single week, like you have to hit a certain threshold, the whole thing. And when I was, I was recovering and I knew I still like, I, I wanted my starting spot so bad, but I, I knew that I wasn't healthy yet when we got to the NBA bubble. And a lot of, a lot of people have reached out to me and, and my teammates have thanked me for my time in the bubble, because the truth of it is, is I really helped us win games all year long. And that was proven via our wins and the, the statistical you know, analysis of when I was on the floor, I was really helping us win. And I just wasn't ready, but guess what? I wasn't sitting over on the bench. Like when I'm not getting my, my time or, you know, I used to start, I, I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. Here I am eight years in the NBA wishing I was playing. That ain't it. I knew that I could be a voice from the sideline and so many people saw it on TV. In it. And honestly, I was, I'm thankful to have had a voice in our locker room, even though I wasn't physically playing at the time. And, you know, then all of a sudden we get all the way to the finals this year and I'm still recovering, still trying to get ready. And boom, all of a sudden our starting center goes down. And so Spo, our head coach said, Myers, I need you to start in the next game. I said, no problem, I'll be ready. And we're talking about Dwight Howard, we're talking with a four year, three or four time defensive player of the year, absolute monster. I knew I'd help us win that game because I was physically able to take him away from the glass and I could space the floor and knock down a couple threes played really well in that game and then you know we ended up losing the finals but the point is, is like once again I'm never going to quit like I'm not just going to be a bad teammate it is you know it's there's so many times in life where I think people regardless of the profession they're in or if they're going through high school athletics or they're you know trying you know trying to get through college or whatever the hell they're doing it's like it, they forget that like what the what the daily grind is like and that it truly takes that every single day and just to be a good person, man. Like it truly blows my damn mind that people just can't figure this out. Like if you find your passion, you work hard and you're a good person, normally things are going to work out if you ask me.
0: If you add stuff to that, it will get difficult. And that's what puts you in a bad mood. You can't be the, the good person. I, the best teammates and the, the ones that cheer on, the ones that are they're stepping aside that are hurt, because they know all about the team. They can talk smack like nobody else better than the coach to get the guy's heads back in the game and out of it just by saying mm-hmm. one word. I mean, that's yep. that's it. When you're The, w- the way you said is like sometimes, man, it's, when you go into that level, it's also to make you reappreciate the freaking grind. What everybody's going through, and why some guys, you know, a little upset sometimes, or and that emotional toll that goes with what y'all do. I -hmm. mean, it's it's different for everybody, and and that's a real thing. It's it's powerful. So when you got the guys who are injured, but they don't care about that, they're just fun. They're fun to be around no matter what, Uh, no matter what the situation is, man. They're in they're in the game because it's not just on the court; it's everywhere. If you're an athlete and you play the game, it's always on. No matter what the, the, the jiving back and forth what we do, man, we're picking on each other. That, that creates a mental strength that, that if they run onto the court and hear it, if someone else is saying it, they'll get upset. If you say it, man, it's like, Oh, that's, that's supposed to be a joke. Right. Yeah. And once you, once you can go through that kind of stuff, man, that's what holds that team together.
3: Exactly. And I'll, I'll mention this actually part of, you know, a team understanding each other and, and you know, what, you know, where each guy is from, for example, or what they, you know, what they're about. I I had a pretty interesting, um, I guess you'd call it a dilemma when I was in the NBA bubble. So obviously there's a lot going on in America right now uh, with Black Lives Matter movement. You know, a lot of things have happened and a vast majority of the NBA chose to kneel. And this was, it was a very difficult decision, but I knew where my heart was the whole time is the way I'll put it. I, you know, I had many conversations. Uh, I started with, you know, the captain of our team. African-American guy, been in the league 17 years. And I said, I didn't know what to expect when I asked him to sit down. You know, maybe he's going to tell me I'm absolutely crazy. And, you know, this, this team is about to reject me if, if I stand. He wasn't that way at all. He was completely rational. He said, look, Myers, I would have seen it a mile away if I knew you were a bad dude. Like, it's it's clear that you're with us, but you have your own real-life personal experiences towards the military and the anthem and the flag and all that. I said, absolutely. So then, you know, I had other conversations, obviously, with my brother. I called him. I said, look, I'm in a difficult situation. He said, I knew this call was coming. You know, I I, I know where your heart's at, you know, and I know what you stand for. But you're also in a difficult situation because everyone's going to look at you like, well, this is a tall white dude who's just, who's standing. Like, what does he really stand for? It, you know, is he with us or is he against us? Right. You got to realize the NBA is, is, you know, the vast majority are African-American, you know, men. And so it was. Uh, it was interesting, but um, you know, I, I'm 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 thankful that I listened to my heart is the way I'll put it. And you know, it again, it wasn't easy. Chef actually told me, he's like, dude, you're getting dealt a, hand, uh, a shit sandwich. because no matter what end I whatever what side of the damn sandwich I bite you know I'm, I'm being dealt this because it's like am, how much scrutiny am I going to get for this and then you know but I know I'm going to get a lot of love also from the people who know me and know my heart and know that you know patriotism runs deep in my damn family so I just uh I don't know I'm, I'm thankful that my team said hell no we got your back no matter what if they got something negative to say tell them to come talk to me this is Jimmy Bow we're talking multi-year all-star superstar he's like dude we ain't got no problem with you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're listening to your heart and doing doing your thing. That that's the true sign of a team, is when you could set your differences aside or or understand someone's real life experience and, and the pain that they've felt towards something, to allow them to still be themselves. So I don't know if you guys have ever. We, yeah, no. I mean, as long as we
2: noticed it, what you did. Yeah, we, uh, and we sure. understood why you did it, and we've. But some of us can't kneel, man. We can't do that. I just, I wanted to, I just applaud your, your, your just, your authenticity when you, I mean, even when they called you on, on all the different sitcoms and were asking you, hey, explain yourself. You did it so eloquently. It is like, there's, I think the the country just needs to know it's okay to have your, your passions and your, and what you believe, your beliefs Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're a racist or an asshole or you hate everybody else. It means, hey, look, man, look, I got something else going on here. This is what this means yeah. to me. I, I, I need you to understand if you don't, I'm okay that you don't, but don't hate me for it. Yeah. I mean, that speaks volumes to your teammates as well. I mean, I'm sure that was a pretty you know, high anxiety situation. For, for, for when
0: you sure. And sp- I mean, it overall, sports are the one thing we go to where we're all playing together. Exactly, like We all right. get along play together. And then you yeah. drop that drop that in there, man, everyone's already upset. And with you, when you said your teammates back you up, well, the people who were upset with you, usually that means that they were fans of somebody else. And if they see that they respect you, well, then it, yeah. it, that's how that works, right? They're only mad at you because somebody else would have been that they look up to. But if, they, if all y'all got each other's back, which you're supposed to, and they can yeah. tell, like you said earlier, if, if we don't have any hate in us, they that, that's the thing. Just man, you just know that you just really you just know it.
2: A lot of people ask us, "Hey man, what do you guys think about everybody kneeling? What what, doesn't that piss you off?" And it's like, no, kneel all you want. I mean, we we put foot to ass for country, wearing that flag on our shoulder every single every single conflict, every single war, every single engagement. So you could do that, and if that's your thing, by all means, have at it. But I don't do that. My brother doesn't do that. The majority of us. And you know, served in the services, we may not do that, but it's yeah. okay that you do. I just, I think, if anything, as Marcus was saying, the, sp- the sports was the uniter. I mean, we stopped, yeah. wo- we stopped a world war in order to have sports, and it's it. Sometimes it's disheartening, and I'll just be brutally honest with you, Myers. It's just sometimes disheartening for us to see the see it in sport because that was our that's our getaway. You know, that's our way to leave the politics and the ugliness behind to watch you guys just have a great time and unite either two towns, two cities, two states or the country going at it in in a, in a friendly game of sport and it, anyway
0: and i I mean, I mean i follow up with this too it's like you you got everyone's attention but you can't yeah. i mean you you can't fight from your knees you can't get something done from your knees you yeah. got you got to get up and move you got to now that you got everyone's attention now we move forward i mean like i said let's get everybody back up on our feet playing together doing what we need to do to get past this and it starts with each one of us like, yep. Love the ones you're with and around you. Love them with all you got, yep. and, and just it, do that. Don't, if you're trying but, to overreach into some other place, you're reaching into some other place. You won't even be able to. I mean, it won't won't have an effect. You start with yeah. the ones that are around you. And sports are what teach us. All of us that grew up that way, or let him answer. Go, go, boy. No, I
3: was I was just, just going to simply say that. Like that's it's it's um you know first of all what you just said a minute ago is like. Chef told me to my face. He's like, "Bro, it's an honor to meet you." I'm like, "Dude, what are you under? What are you saying to me? Like, you're you know, you're a Seal Six operator." Like, no, no, it's an honor to meet you. He said, "No, we we do what we do, and then we get away and we get to watch you, and we're we're thankful for doing that." And it's just your you guys' selflessness and your your mindset is just it's it's all it's always just been so intriguing to me, and that's just who I am as a as a person as well. But. I said to people, look, I, I didn't want the attention from this. That's the last thing I wanted, but I knew it was coming. So I wanted to be prepared. And I I, I essentially said, like, look, number one, you can be both. I could I could support the military because of my brother and many other connections to the military and the anthem and all those things, but still understand that there are real issues in America and and that I can support my teammates and what they've felt in their real life experience. It's like I don't understand how it doesn't have to be. So one way or the other, it's like, we need to come together. Like that's, that's what you were saying. Like sports is supposed to be unity. Right. So we're figuring it out, but it, thank you guys for saying that. But it's, um, it was a difficult time. I mean, for four days, man, I probably slept like two hours a night. I was so nervous about this damn decision, but I knew in my heart, what, it, what I wanted to do and needed to do. It was just one of those things, man, where, you know, it, it's a, it's a tough climate, so to speak. So.
2: Yeah. Did I, you get any uh, grief from the fans?
3: You know what, At, it was interesting. At first, I didn't get a whole lot because I beat it to the punch. I had uh, our, our team local writer basically put together a piece that explained the relationship with my brother and I, you know, his service and then the fact that I knew, knew and, and involved, I am involved in many, many things off the floor as it pertains to the military and that again, you could be both like I, I could support the military, but I also, this is my stance and this is how I feel. And this is why. And so luckily that kind of, you know, I did get some hate, but then when the finals came, they re aired, uh, or excuse me, they started airing the national anthem again on TV. And this is against the Lakers and LeBron. So a lot more eyes on, on me and my team and boom, out of nowhere after game one, I didn't play a minute in game one, by the way. And it's like, you racist son of a, you know, this and that, and you know, you, you don't stand for the right thing. And how could you do that to your teammates? And these, I'm just like, I, when someone attacks me and my character and like what I stand for, that's when I have an issue. Also, they brought my wife into it and tried to include her. That, that for certain is not, yeah, you know, no, is not allowed by me. So it's just, you know, it's interesting, man. I would say that for the most part, I got a pretty good reception. And I think that's because I explained myself pretty well um and 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 just the personal connection man like listening to some of the stories marcus i'm just gonna tell like reading your book man like i tears like coming out of my eyes man like this shit is real to me and i i try to understand like what's what you guys have put yourself through and, and the fact that you fight for our freedoms like that means something to me and that you know listening to chef talk about these guys going through these problems when they get back and listening to my brother and his stories it's just like man I, that's like the ultimate respect for me. And so I, I got to make sure that I'm firm in what I believe while also being open to others.
2: Yeah. I got to think that somebody's going to try to back you down, stay on the ground.
3: Exactly. Exactly, man.
2: I hope, you know, we notice. I, and and I don't know if you want to disseminate down and in through the organizations, but we, we are on the receiving end out here and we, we, we notice. And, we notice both sides and as veterans, we appreciate both sides. So please send that out and say, Hey, look, we respect everything you're doing on both sides. We keep, keep it up. You know, that's your God given, right. That's what we fought for. And if you stop doing that, I mean, what the fuck are we doing this for? Yeah. Cause
0: it's alienated itself between the two groups. Well, then yeah. you just, I mean, none of us, if we, if we're not part of those two groups, we can't say anything. Cause we don't have any influence yeah. in You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, we love all y'all.
3: Exactly. And I I was asked by a a very prominent African American writer. He actually said to me, Myers, I want to sit down and talk with you. Like you actually really opened my eyes to something totally different. Like, thank you. And I'm like, I didn't really mean to do that, but sure. We can talk. And he he said, look, man, the fact that you were willing to stand firm in what you believe is impressive to me. And the way you spoke about certain things and the fact that you're willing to be, um, you know, you actually use your resources and your voice for the other side of things as well. But Know I was also asked, like, well, how do you feel about your teammates? And I said, they have every right to do that. I'm not stopping them from doing that. They have felt that real life pain and experience that I never have as it pertains to police brutality. But guess what? I have seen bad shit happen to good people in the military. and, And that hurts me. That's my emotion towards this. And that's why I have to do what my heart is telling me to do. So, you know, we're we're kind of spinning on the same thing, but At the end of the day, like I mentioned, man, you know, it's all, it's just like, what's in your heart, man. Just be a good person and work hard, you know, be about other people. At the end of the day, all I want to do all my wife and I want to do is impact people in a positive way. I know for me, my main thing really is the military. And then we, we have some other things going on. You know, she, she's into her thing, but that's just what it is. You know, I know that there's people out there struggling and I've been more than blessed. I have the resources to do that. So I'm going to continue to do that whatever I can use my voice, my resources, anything. That's, that's what means something to me because if I, what am I going to put a hundred bunch of hundred dollar bills in my damn casket? When I, when I die? no, I want to be known as, as a man who, I don't know, did something for someone else, I guess, you know, it's, it's really not that complicated to me the the way I, I think about life.
0: Sure. Well, like talk about the way you played the game or the way we played every game, game of life and, and, and ball on the court and off, man, that's, that's the best part. Too. And it brings balance to everything if you if you mix it up like that. Because you can get, man, you can go down a rabbit hole in anything we do.
3: No question. No question about that.
1: Whew. Speaking of your wife, do you want to kind of give her company a shout out? Kind of talk a little bit about that and tell, tell us about – it's level foods, right?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I would gladly. So it, it was same thing. Fifth, fifth season. Um, I had just found that, that, that nutritionist I mentioned uh, – he had said, "Like, look, a lot of this probably has something to do with your diet. Among other things, you should cut out gluten, dairy, and processed sugar, and a few other things." I said, "Okay, no problem." So I started to feel better, and I was, you know, I was eating the right foods and doing the right thing. But the snacks that I was bringing home, my wife was not okay with. They'd have gluten in there, or they'd have this, or they'd have that. So basically, she decided to get in the kitchen. She looked at a couple, you know, uh, name brand, you know, popular bars, and looked at the ingredient profile and said. All right, I think I can figure this out. So I went on a ten day road trip. I'm I, on a long East Coast swing. This is when I was in Portland. I come back and there's protein bars sitting on the counter. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I just try it. So I try it and it was actually pretty good. I'm like, the hell is this? So she kept making them for me, just healthy protein bar alternatives that I could that I could eat. I started giving some to my teammates. Started giving some to the coaches. And all of a sudden, it, it was a year of development. Actually, a year and a half of development. And now we're two years in and one year of, um, of going to market and man, it's, it's exploded. It's, um, level foods. Uh, I I am for certain that it is the best tasting bar and with the highest level ingredients on the market period. And again, it's, it's truly, it was to help feed me and make me healthier. But at the same time we want to impact people and give them something good to eat. So that's, that's what the truth of the whole company is. It's our brand. It's like how we feel. We want to impact people, but obviously it's a business as well. So, Man, well, that's
0: that's another way you can well you see your nature to help people because a lot of people when they have those great recipes in the family, those are the ones they call the the secret recipe, right? You don't ever <laughs> can those out. That's the best stuff, man. <laughs> it's
3: like, oh, my buddy's so got to try this, man! You didn't even believe it. By the way, I got to send you guys some if you want to try them. I'd love to. I was going to. All right, talk to you.
2: So, <laughs> what's that? What's that shirt? Do you wear? We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to add some add some team guy clothing to your Is it like a curtain? wardrobe. Is it a curtain? Yeah, is that curtain? Like, what size, yeah, what C- size C- is that curtain?
3: So- <laughs> <laughs> curtain, Two X 2x, 2x works. Two uh, X long. Uh, I mean, if you have it, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, we we can get our hands about That's around anything. Much something up, I'm sure. Uh, oh my god! I do have
3: some. I, I do have some of your older stuff, but uh, it's, it's called vintage. It's
0: vintage, throwback,
1: classic, OG. Yeah, we got. Uh, uh, yeah, I we got. got <laughs> we
2: got. Um, we're headed back out to the. Out to the East Coast here next month. A buddy of ours is uh, changing command. He was the commanding officer of SEAL Team Eight, so we're going to be on the Team Eight quarter deck, and uh, we'll snag you up a bunch of Team Eight gear.
3: Awesome! And I retired Elliot.
2: out there too, so we'll hit up Team Ten and Team Four as well. And
3: That'd be badass. Slide you some SEAL right. Team gear. I do have one question for you. Could you guys tell me quickly about? I've, I've read a little bit, but I want to understand more about your guys' foundation, if you don't mind.
2: Which one, buddy? We're part of Marcus and I got a split. Well, you talking about the Lone Survivor Foundation? Yes, team? Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor yeah. Foundation.
0: Okay, so that was started right when I got back. And it's yep. basic premise on that is when, when I got back from the mountain he sent me home to the ranch to heal mm-hmm. up. And then Yep, yep. So what we did was we reinvented that thing work on me and work on anybody. Yep. Kind of premise. And a lot of, a lot of the, I mean, there's 43,000 non profits I mean, our, our generation, they covet the Warriors. I mean, we really do. It's been, hadn't always been that way, but now our, our people truly love their, their veterans. And a lot of times the guys will go out on the trip by themselves and come back to a family. Then they'll just digress. I mean, if you, you truly have to, if you've been with the, the family the entire time as you're going through war and deployment, then you need to heal everybody up together. And we just kind of remove them from their elements. That's what you do because if you're if you're in a depressed mode and you're you're kind of suffering every single day when you get up, then that's the environment. You got to shift that immediately and pull all that stuff out of the way, and the body will reconfigure and conform itself. And we put the stuff, in the kind of the what you're supposed to do, working on the land, working with the animals and stuff like that, uh, to build up that base, and then you go back in hard and heavy.
3: Got it. All right, cool. Well, uh, I'm just gonna say this. I haven't even talked to my wife about it, but she'll be cool with it uh i'll reach out after this I, I i just like to say that i certainly want to give to whatever you guys think is is the best direction for 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 a, an amount of funds don't want to say it here doesn't matter to me but I, I i would love to help you guys out in any way i can because again i mean this this is this is an honor seriously I, I know that we're just normal guys who whatever work hard and cool people but
1: i want to i want to be i want to give back so uh well, god I'll, bless I'll, you I'll, yeah man after. <laughs> No, we appreciate you, bro. Hey, Myers, tell people where they can follow you, your websites, your social media. You want to shout some of that stuff out?
3: Oh, uh, sure. I mean, I'm not really for one to push myself. It's all here, good. Don't worry. We'll take care of we'll that, for, care you. Of that just, for you, buddy. Yeah. I got you. But no, it's just at Myers Leonard. Um, a lot of people spell it M-Y. It's M-E-Y-E-R-S uh, on social media. And then uh, I'd, I'd love for any and all support from my wife, mainly. Uh, uh, at it. Level Foods on Instagram. Uh, she's amazing. She's the rocket, you know, she's the rock star of the household. I always tell people that, man, I'm just a blue collar dude. Who's tall as shit and plays in the NBA. She's she, she thinks of all the cool stuff and, you know, is always developing cool content and whatnot. And it's awesome being married to a
0: woman like that. That's because I say the same thing. I'm like, man, I literally get to go around and do this. You guys think it's hard. I'm like the missus. So when you like you give a shout out to the wife and what she does, that's what makes our life better.
3: Dude, no question, man. I'm telling you, (laughs) it's, I said this earlier it's like it blows my mind how <laughs> how she just crushes life man I'm I'm just kind of a big old dork who just does whatever
0: well, we were gonna get along famously then.
2: Yeah. I, I, Once you got us as friends, you
0: got friends for life, yes. bro. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again for doing this. Exactly. Thank you guys oh, for yeah.
1: listening to this episode of the show. Let us know what you think. If you like this episode, make sure to leave us a big fat five-star review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we've got some new podcast gear, flags, TQ shirts, all of that stuff available. At shop.teamneverquit Quit. If you want to get some exclusive access to the show, join us at patreon.com/slash team Hey, Myers, thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.
3: Uh, Appreciate you guys. Thanks,
1: brother. Appreciate you. God bless.